Welcome to the Christian Ministry Church Podcast. We're praying that this message equips and empowers you to live in the kingdom of God. Now for today's sermon by Pastor Tim Brooks. We want to welcome all those who are joining us on our social media outlets. We are glad to have you here and praying God's blessings on you as you sit under the Word today. The Word changes your life. The Word changes your life. A very, very familiar event recorded in John. We've all read this countless times in our Christian walk. But the Word is alive. The, it's an ali- the Word is alive. And you hear it and you see something different you've never seen. You hear it and it goes off inside you. The Word is living and it's active, it's alive. And it's, it's amazing how the Word just continues to teach us something. John chapter 4, a familiar um, story. Let's read in verse 6. Jacob's well was there. Jesus, tired from the long walk, he sat wearily beside the well about noontime. Soon a Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Please, give me a drink. He was alone at the time because the disciples had gone into the village to buy some food. The woman was surprised, for Jews refused to have anything to do with the Samaritans. She said to Jesus, Are you a Jew and I'm a Samaritan woman? Why are you asking me for a drink? Jesus replied, If you only knew the gift God has for you and who you are speaking to, you would ask me and I would give you living water. But sir, you don't have a rope or a bucket, she said. This well's very deep. Where would you get this living water? And besides, do you think you're greater than our ancestor Jacob who gave us this well? How can you offer better water than he and his sons and his animals enjoyed? Jesus replied, anyone who drinks of this water will soon become thirsty again. But those who drink of the water I will... Uh, I give will never thirst again, and it becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. Please, sir, the woman said, this is, give me this water. I'll never be thirsty again. I won't even have to come down here to get water. Well, go and get your husband, Jesus told her. I don't have a husband, the woman replied, and Jesus said, well, you're right. You have been saying you don't have a husband, for you have had five husbands. And you aren't even married to the man you're living with now. You certainly spoke the truth. Woo. Sir, you must be a prophet. So tell me, why is it that you Jews insist that Jerusalem is the only place of worship while Samaritans claim here at Mount Gezerim where our ancestors worshiped? Jesus replied, believe me, dear woman, the time is coming when it'll no longer matter whether you worship the Father on this mountain or in Jerusalem. You Samaritans know very little about the one you worship, while we Jews know all about him, for salvation comes through the Jews. But the time is coming, indeed is here now, when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. The Father is looking for those who worship him that way, for God is spirit. Those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said, I know the Messiah is coming, the one who is called Christ. When he comes, he'll explain everything to us. And Jesus told her, I am the Messiah. Josh was preaching several weeks ago and came across this passage. And, and when he read this, Holy Spirit really ministered to me as Josh was teaching this. And I began to see some things that maybe I had overlooked as Josh was sharing this with us. Verse 10, Jesus replied, if you only knew. If you only knew. The title of today's message is, If You Only Knew. If You Only Knew. Now, I'm thrilled beyond words that all in here have come to Jesus. Just like this Samaritan woman, you're in conversation with Jesus. You didn't turn your back. You hadn't run away from Jesus. You haven't 
uh, denied his existence. You've come to Jesus. You're in a talking relationship with Jesus. You pray your way, I pray my way, but you're aware of God. And as we come to Jesus, we're just talking to him and all is good. And Jesus said in verse 10, if you only knew the gift God has for you, if you only knew the gift God has for you, your life would drastically change. Now, this woman had had five husbands, not necessarily married to, not married to the one that she was living with right now. Now, Chloe ministered on this here some weeks ago, and, and I, I'd never thought about this. Maybe all five of her husbands had died. We don't know what happened to them. Maybe all five of her husbands had died. If one woman has five husbands and they all died, we probably want to look at how much antifreeze she'd been buying lately. Y'all watch those shows. You know what I'm talking about. Well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. We don't, maybe she's got five divorces, maybe five funerals. Maybe she couldn't get pregnant and have a son, so he kicked, all five kicked her out. We don't really know, but what we are well, well aware of is she's got a hurtful past. She's got a tragic past. No doubt a past with a lot of abuse in it. So whatever the logistics of this is, she's got a real past, a hurtful past. And here's what we got to see. Her past did not keep Jesus from reaching out to her. Her past did not separate her from Jesus reaching out to her. Now, what I want you to see today is, what does Jesus say about your past? And we all have a past. Everybody in here has a past. What does Jesus say about your past? Here's what he says, if you only knew the gift God has for you. If you only knew, what does Jesus say about your past? Oh, Tim, if people knew what I'd done, they wouldn't even let me in this church. What does Jesus say about your past? He says, if you only knew the gift God has for you. The title of today's message is, if you only knew the gift God has for you. Just a gift, just a gift, gifts in life. I've given my wife, Terry, gifts at Christmas. She's given me gifts at Christmas. Oh, it was wonderful. We loved it. It was, oh, wow, that was a great gift. But immediately after the gifts are given, we get caught up and go back to work. I mean, the next morning, boy, the tree's got to come down. The lights are up. I got to get back to work. We're, we're hurrying. So what happens to those gifts? A lot of times in the hustle and bustle of daily life, that neat gift that we really loved got put in a closet somewhere. It got stuck in a closet, and we just get right back into the routine of life, of daily life, of daily life. And the truth is, we forgot all about that gift. Sometime later, we open the closet, and there it is. Man, I could have used that gift last week. Whoa, I really could have used that gift last week. Church, I don't want anybody here to have gifts that you've been given in a closet, in a safe place, and you're not getting the benefit of those gifts in your life. He has gifts for you. We open our gifts on Sunday morning. We'll open our gift on Wednesday night. We're all excited about that gift that we have, 
but we get up the next day and we go to work and the hustle and bustle of daily life takes place and we forget the gift that we really needed Tuesday afternoon at 3 o'clock. We really forget all about the gift on Monday morning at 9 o'clock that we just opened yesterday morning. See, we forget the gift. We forget we had it. Today's not a new sermon because it's not a new gift. I want to go back and remember, I want to go back to the closet and pull out some gifts that we've been given that, man, I forgot about that gift. I want to use that tomorrow morning. Now, this is some vital things that we've got to see here. This woman in verse 6 comes to the well at noontime. Now, I don't know if you're aware of this, but noontime is the hottest part of the day, and ain't nobody goes to the well at noon. Nobody. That's why they were there by themselves. You go to the well in the morning when it's cool or in the evening it's cool, but you don't go there at noontime. Well, obviously, this lady goes at noon because she's ashamed of her past, She doesn't want anybody to recognize her. She doesn't want anybody to identify her or to maybe bring up and discuss her past with her. She's embarrassed over what she's done. This woman's got a hurtful past, an abusive past. She's experienced devastation in her past. And so she comes at noon when nobody is around because she's hiding from people. Notice, Jesus did not say to her, woman, Find someone who has been through what all you have been through, and they'll be able to relate to you. Jesus didn't say, find someone who has a degree and will talk to you about your abuse every week. Jesus didn't say, find another woman who has been through what you've been through, because only a woman that's been through what you've been through can minister to you. I'm not qualified to minister to you. You need to find a woman that's been through what you've been through so they can relate to you. That's not what Jesus said. Jesus said, if you only knew the gift, if you only knew what God has done for you, if you only knew what God wants to do in your life, if you only knew it's a gift, you've been given a gift. I want today to look at some Christmas gifts. At Christmas, we're given gifts. And the birth of Jesus is a Christmas gift that brings great advantage in our life. What's tragic is in the hustle and bustle of everyday life, we all open these gifts, but we put them in the closet and we forget them. I want to encourage you today. I can't teach on all of this. I'm just going to go through a bunch. You might want to take notes and you want to go back and read some of these gifts and study them a little bit further. If you only knew the gift that God has for you, a gift, Matthew 6, 14, if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. Forgiveness is a gift. It's a gift. It's a gift. He has forgiven you and I. Do you live your life holding grudges? Are you bitter? Are you resentful over what a dad did, a granddad did, parents did, somebody did, an aunt did, an uncle did, a boss did, a former spouse did, a former husband did? Are you holding bitterness? Are you holding anger? Or do you live forgiving other people? You forgive and you let it go. You forgive and you let it go. The gift of forgiveness is given. Now we got to walk in it. We've got to walk in it. It's tragic what happened to you in your past. It's tragic what happened to you when you were a child. But here's what I'm telling you. You forgive and freedom can come in your life. If you forgive, freedom will come in your life. 
We're going to have to handle life like the Word says to handle it and not like the world says to handle it. It's sad that Christians are getting conformed to the world's thinking. Christians are getting sucked in and beginning to talk like, think like, and act like the world. How does God say to handle our past? How does God say to handle life in a fallen world? Life in a fallen world is not perfect. Life in a fallen world with fallen people doing imperfect things, bad things happen to good people all the time. What does God say about that? He says, forgive. You just forgive. As Christians, we have to handle life in a fallen world like God says to handle it. Church, be careful. Don't be conformed in your thinking to the world. Jesus never referred anybody to counseling and to therapy. He said, forgive. Now, let me stop and say this. I am a psychology major in college. I for sure am not against counseling. I do a lot of that. I'm not against therapy sessions. I'm not against helping one another. But as long as those sessions point you to the Word, point you to God, bring you to the foot of the cross, as long as those sessions bring you there, then we're moving according to God's Word. So I don't, don't say, well, Tim just is against I'm not against any of that. I'm against not coming to Jesus. I'm against whatever you do pointing you to the real answer in your life. If you only knew. If you only knew what forgiveness could do in your life. If you only knew that. Forgive those who have abused you. Forgive those who have hurt you. Forgive those who have wronged and done injustice to you. Here's what I'm telling you. Freedom comes from forgiveness, not reading a book on your hurt. It's just the way it is. For God so loved the world, he sent a book on hurts. Mm -mm. He sent Jesus. And we're going to have to come to the answer to our problems in life. And this church wants to always point people to Jesus. We're not going to point people to another idea or a self-help method or a one, two, three step. If you only knew what God has for you. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. If you only knew anyone, anyone, anyone who is in Christ is a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. If you only knew that. Church, that's got to be more than a refrigerator magnet for us. That's going to have to be the way you live your life. Now, this is for sure something that many Christians don't apparently know. They don't know this gift. Oh, yeah, all Christians have it memorized, but yet our number one selling book is on healing past hurts. That's the number one selling book on healing past hurts. I'm just telling you, Old things pass away. And until old things pass away for you, you can't read enough books. At some point, you're going to have to nail that on the cross. You're going to have to bury that with Jesus. And you're going to have to live a resurrected life. At some point, that's got to happen for you in your life. Your past is dead and gone. At some point, you realize that. You've got to stop talking about the number of abortions you've had. You have to stop talking about the number of marriages you've had. You've got to stop talking about your abuse and bury that. That's dead, that's gone, and I look back on like that, like that happened to somebody else. 
I'm not talking about all that I did. I'm not talking about what I used to be. I'm not talking about that because that guy is dead. I'm a new creature in Christ. I'm a new creature in Christ. And the life I now live in the flesh, I'm living by the faith of the Son of God. I'm not living controlled by somebody did something wrong to me when I was nine years old. Church, at some time, you're going to have to become a new creature in Christ. At some point, that has to be more than a refrigerator magnet for you. Saul persecuted Christians. He hunted Christians down like a deer in deer season. He hunted Christians. He stood there and oversaw the stoning death of a Christian just because the man was a Christian. I'm telling you, I don't know if you've thought that process through, but you watch a group of people throw rocks and hit a guy in the head and in the body so much, so off. How long does it take for him to lay there? How many rocks does it take to finally kill a human being? And Saul stood there and oversaw that. You're talking about a past. You're talking about something hard to get over. You're talking about bad dreams in life. Yet Saul had an encounter with Jesus on the Damascus Road, and his whole life changed. He was no longer Saul. He became Paul, and he became a man that led are you getting this? Come on, old things pass away. All things become new. He's not haunted over his past. He's not getting therapy about his past. He put his past on the cross, and he had an encounter with Jesus. I want to talk today about if you've had a horrible past, if you've had a hurtful past. I want to talk to you about if you only knew the gift God has for you. If you only knew the gift God has for you. The gift in Romans chapter 8 verse 1. Now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Jesus. As Christians, we're going to have to learn the difference in conviction and condemnation. The Holy Spirit convicts you, make no mistake. Tap you on the show. You shouldn't have said that. Everybody well aware of conviction. You shouldn't have acted like that. You shouldn't have said that. You shouldn't have done that. That's the wrong attitude. Ooh, you got a bad attitude today. I had Holy Spirit convicting you all the time. It's just never ending him tapping me on the shoulder about my attitude. Just See, he convicts us, but church, that's a not even close to what condemnation is. God does not condemn you over what happened to you in your past, over choices that you made, over things that you did, over things that you shouldn't have done. Many of you wallowing in horrible things you did as a teenager. Listen, God does not condemn you. God, you are not condemned. See, this woman comes to the well at noontime because she's so ashamed. She's living under condemnation and doesn't want to be around anybody because she is so under condemnation. If you only knew the gift God has for you, there is now no condemnation for those waiting for Christ. You live, you live forgiving people and you live free of condemnation. You're not condemned and if you only knew that it would change your whole life if you only knew the gift that God has for you first John 4 4 greater is he that's in me than he that's in this world that same power that raised Christ from the dead dwells it doesn't visit you on Sunday morning it dwells inside you 
I daily live with the same power that raised Christ from the dead that lives inside me. I am empowered. If you only knew, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. See, these are new thoughts for us, and we've got to get these gifts out of the closet, and we've got to put them in our tool bag and use them every day. I don't talk about my past. I don't get around people and start rehashing and talking about my past. That guy is dead and gone. I want to tell you what Jesus can do in your life. I want to tell you about the gifts of God that I'm walking in. That guy died. And as Christians, we've got to some point stop giving mouth-to-mouth resuscitation to old things that are supposed to have died. Now, if that died, and if it was buried with Christ, why are you still resuscitating it by talking about it? I just got to, can I get with you at lunch? I need to get something off of my chest. I don't have anything on my chest. I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. I don't need to go out with my friend and say, I've just got to get this off of my chest. I got it off of my chest at the cross of Jesus. You get that off of your chest. Are you getting this message? It's a gift that God's given you. It's a gift that God's given you. If you only knew, Psalms 46, 1, God is our refuge and our strength and an ever-present help in times of trouble. There's a lot that that says. And the first thing it says is there is going to be times of trouble. There's going to be times of trouble, but here's what you live every day in. He is an ever-present help. He is our refuge. The Bible's very clear. Life happens for the just and the unjust. It happens for all of us. But for you and I, God is our refuge. God is our refuge. And I run to him for our refuge. I'm, I'm, I'm find my, I don't find my refuge in alcohol. I don't find my refuge in, in depression and closing the curtains. I don't find my refuge in pornography. I don't get into my room and lock everybody out and get on the computer to find my refuge. God is my refuge. You preached on this a long time ago, Paul, about running to God as your refuge. We need to get the notes out and dust them off. That was a good sermon. We need that preached again. God is our refuge. You you don't find your refuge in pills. You don't find your refuge in drugs. You don't, are you getting this? God is your refuge. And you go to him and he is ever-present help. I don't have to run to my therapist. I run to the Lord and I find my strength and my security in him. Come on, at some point, at some point, He's got to be your place of safety. He's got to be your shelter. He's got to be your covering. At some point, he's got to be your ever-present help when you have times of trouble. Life happens for all of us. Life happens for all of us. And we'll do the best we can to baby you and hold your hand and you to cry on our shoulder. But at some point, you're going to have to know the gift that God has for you. At some point... You'll have to know the gift that God has for you. We live in a fallen world. We live in an imperfect world. We live with imperfect people who do wrong things. Abuses happen. Are they right? No. Am I saying they're okay? No. I'm saying abuses happen. To stop abuses, you have to leave this world. You have to leave this world. You're raised by imperfect parents. You're raised around imperfect grandparents. You're raised around imperfect neighbors. Kids hurt 
feelings on the playground because they're born with a sin nature. Kids sing songs that will hurt your feelings on the playground because they're born with a sin nature. Parents abuse children because they are born with a sin nature. Why would we need Jesus? Let's just have perfect parents. Why would we need Jesus? Let's just deal with our hurts and pains through talking to each other. We need Jesus because he is the answer. He is the answer to what life in a fallen world brings. You have to come to know Jesus as your Lord and your Savior for yourself. What does that mean? Yes, he saved me from going to hell. And I'm thankful that I'm not going to spend eternity in hell, but I needed saved from this bitterness right now. I needed saved from this hurt right now. I needed saved from this abuse right now. And He is my Savior. He is my Savior. God is our refuge, our strength, our ever-present help in times of trouble. John 3, 16, For God so loved the world, He sent someone who has gone through what you've gone through to help you out. You got a different translation? God so loved the world that he sent someone that has been through what you've been through that can relate to you and understand you. Church, God so loved the world he sent Jesus. He sent Jesus. And at some point, you received the forgiveness that Jesus came to bring, and you forgive others. At some point, you, bring the, you receive the healing that he came to bring. He washes clean, and you receive that in your life. He is your gift, and if you only knew, if you only knew. If you only knew, Psalms 34, 7, the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, and he delivers them. You go through what you go through, but the angel of the Lord encamps around you. If you only knew, John 16, 33, I've told you all these things that you may have peace in me. We don't have the gift of escaping. We have the gift of peace in the middle of what we've gone through. We've all gone through it. We've all been through it, and we're all going through it. There is no peace until you come to know the peace that Jesus brings. If you only knew Isaiah 41.10, I will strengthen you and I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Why does he have to uphold you? Because there are times you're falling. There are times you're sinking. There are times you are drowning. And by his right hand, he upholds you. And whatever you're going through today, and whatever you've been through 10 years ago, and whatever choices you made 30 years ago, he will uphold you by his right hand. You've got a gift. Don't put it in a closet. Don't put it in a closet. Experience the presence, the ever-present presence of God in your life. If you only knew 1 Corinthians 15, 57, he gives us victory through Jesus. Psalm 60, 12, with God we will gain victory. Proverbs 2, 7, he upholds victory in store for the upright. Victory. We've got to stop living like this battle can go either way. Oh, I've just had a hard week. I've just gone through. I've just been so beat down. Tim, you don't know what happened to me. God, you don't know what. You just won't believe what I went through as a teenager. Come on, let's live our life from a place of victory. Let's live and operate our life 
from a position of victory. He wins, the devil loses, and I'm on his team. Let's live our life in a place of victory. I'm victorious in this situation. We are victorious in life. And you get dressed every morning and you walk out of the door from a position of victory, not a position of defeat. Come on, God brings me victory in life. And if you only knew that gift, it would change everything for you. Your life has not been perfect. In fact, you've had a downright horrible past. Jesus is not turned off by your past. Jesus is not turned off by the abortions that you've had, by the marriages that you've had, by the money that you have stolen. Jesus is not turned off by that. He sits at the well and talks to you and says, if you ever know the gift, if you could just know what God has for you, if you could just know what God has for you. Church, Jesus is looking for you today. He is looking for you today. And regardless of the abuse in your past, regardless of what you've been through, regardless of, uh, come on, regardless, I want you to know Jesus and walk in a brand new life, experiencing, using the gifts that are in store for you. Let's get the gift out of the closet and live a life of blessings that he came to bring us. Jesus is saying, if you only knew, y'all stand. Come on, right now, let's just go to the closet and open the door real quick. Let's just open the door. I want you to say, God, thank you for forgiving me. Thank you. Thank you for the gift of forgiveness. Thank you for giving me. And Lord, right now, I forgive those that have hurt me. Come on, right? I want people to forgive. At some point, you're going to have to do this. Why don't, let's just go ahead and do it right now. At some point, you're going to have to forgive the one that hurt you, abused you, lied about you. What? At some point, that's going to have to be done. Let's just go ahead and do that right now. Right now, let it go. I forgive, and I am walking set free. I'm not wallowing in hate. I'm not wallowing in unforgiveness. I'm not living one more day in bitterness. Right now, I'm forgiven. And I'm getting that gift out of the closet. I'm getting that gift out of the closet. Some of you reach in that closet and get the gift of a brand new life. Old has passed away. All things have become new. Come on, get that out right now. Get, we're, not, we're, we're not talking about this, not one more minute. Get that gift out and you walk out of here a brand new creature in Christ Jesus. I've been given that gift. I've opened that gift, and right now I'm taking it out of the closet. I'm taking it out of the closet right now. At some point, you're going to have to get the gift out of the closet. There is no condemnation. Now, some of you are just living in condemnation. You're condemned. Yeah, yeah, you screwed the marriage all up. I get that. But there's no condemnation for you. We can start all over. Yeah, you messed all of that up. Come on, at some point, we're not going to walk in condemnation and we're going to go forward. Right now, let's get this condemnation. Devil, you're not condemning me, not one more minute. Everybody in here, get this off of you. Let's get this off of you. I'm not walking in condemnation. I'm not being condemned. I'm not being condemned. Jesus didn't condemn me and I'm not going to condemn myself. Come on, everybody. There's a gift of greatness that's inside you. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Right now, I want you to breathe in his power. 
I walk in your power. I walk in your power. I walk in your power. He is your refuge. He is your strength. Come on. Some of you need to find your shelter in his wings. Some of you need to find your shelter in his presence. Come on, it's not alcohol. It's not depression. It's not pornography. I'm not finding my refuge in TV. I'm not drowning myself in social media. I'm finding my refuge in you. When I'm hurt, I'm coming to you. You are my refuge. Right now, you need some peace. It's a, it's a gift. Get it out of the closet. Breathe in. I'm going to walk in peace. I've been given peace, and I'm going to live in peace. I'm going to live in peace. Thank you, Lord, for victory. Thank you, Lord, for victory. I am living, God, a victorious life. And I give you praise. I give you glory. Lord, thank you. Thank you for all of my Christmas presents that you came. A baby born in a manger. The greatest gift in the world. And Lord, I walk in all that you have for me. Lord, I'm not going to just know my gifts because they're on a t-shirt. I'm going to live in the gifts that I have. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a great week as you leave here free today. Thank you for listening to this message from Christian Ministries Church. If this message impacted you and you'd like to sow into our ministry, you can give at cmchurch.com. If you'd like to listen to more of our messages, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Just search for Christian Ministries. God bless.